To grow, we need to be ready to adapt and change. So, some more good news is now Be The Good. Same positive vibes, just a name all my own. Be The Good is all about people doing good in the world while following their passions. Good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello and welcome to today's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Today's guest is Noreen Eddy. I'm so excited to talk to her and we know each other from that audition world of years past. But Noreen is such a multi-hyphenate. She is an actor, a hand model, a writer, a mom, a wife. And on top of all that, and I'm sure I'm missing things. Oh, a a very decorated Irish step dancer and instructor. I mean, the list goes on. And that's something that I've so loved with this show is just really showing people that being a multi-hyphenate is so, it's not only getting more normal, it's embraced now. Like you don't have to just do one thing. And Noreen is such a great example of that because she is also going to talk to us today about her blog, OurTwoFamily.com and everything that she and her husband have been doing with home renovation, home buying, and all that fits into those categories. If you are buying a home now or in the future, if you're renovating or if you have any kind of interest in living in a home, get to that website ASAP. You will be pulled in. I was just telling Noreen, I've become obsessed with it. I love her writing style. She found a way to make all these very complicated ideas of home ownership really digestible and funny. I found myself laughing while I was reading it. So anyway, I am getting way ahead of myself, but Noreen, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> so first question is simply, or not so simply, who are you and what do you do in your own words? Yeah, that's not a simple question. Gosh, it's yeah. so <laughs> like, hi, who, who am I? Um, so I'm God's kid. Um, I'm Derek's wife. Yeah. I'm Hugh's mommy. Um, and in my professional life, I am an actor and a model and therefore a hand model, um, which is the weirdest thing. Um, I answer and now I'm a blogger. Um, so it's kind of weird, but it's really fun. I love it. And Noreen, tell us a bit more about your path to where you are now. You can encompass all the facets of your careers or just one, just, I would love to hear how you went from A to B to C and so on. Yeah. I think I'm around like LMQ area. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I started out in music theater. Um, I went to school for music theater at Catholic university. Um, I got a degree in music. Their, their um, music theater degree is music. And at the time I thought, okay, I'll do like music theater for a little while. And then if I want to go back to school, maybe I might use that for like music ed or music therapy. So that's why I went into music, music theater. I know there's BFA programs and acting programs and dance programs. So I ended up in the music side of things. Um, and I did regional, I did stock, put in all those hours. I did the grind. Um, I toured a bit. Um, as you mentioned, I'm an Irish dancer. So I did some Irish dance shows um, and, and saw the middle of the country from the inside of a, of a van and a bus and um, yeah, and found my way back to New York, uh, found my way back. Uh, I'm from New Jersey originally outside New York City. So um, we have that in common as well um, and kind of came home. I didn't, I didn't really expect, you know, you say, I'm going to get out of here and I'm never coming back. And I, and I thought, eh, New York will be there. You know, it was never really like a um, like an unknown to me. It was never that mystique of New York. It was like the drag of New York. Um, cause my folks are from the city and, um, it was always just like that place you commute to, you know, and when you're, when you're vesseled to New York as the port authority, it's not quite the glam. <laughs> <laughs> right. So 
Um, so anyway, so I, I came home and uh, discovered that I didn't like leaving town all the time for theater and kind of reassessed and found my way into commercials. Um, and I saw like my skills and my face kind of worked best in that area because um, commercials like quirky, weird people such as myself. And uh, um, from commercials, I found my way into hand modeling, which is obviously a very related field. Um, and it was a total accident. And uh, yeah, so from hand modeling, so commercials, any actor really would tell you, and I'm sure you would attest to this, that your income can either go up or it can go down. And you don't know when, uh, we were talking about this before we started, like you don't know when uh, all the effort you're putting in is gonna pay off, if it will. Um, and I've had really good days and I've had really bad days as we all do. Um, and uh, I always thought like, wouldn't it be so cool to have a steady stream of passive income? Like just to, just to pay for class. That's all I wanted to do was like pay for class. Um, so I always had real estate in my head. I grew up in a fixer upper. Um, my dad is a carpenter. Um, my parents uh, moved out of the Bronx when they first got married in the 80s and moved to Jersey and uh, bought the ugliest house on the nicest block. Um, mm. and, and when I say ugly, like they closed on their house and then they had to go buy a door for the side of the house to like close the house. <laughs> like that's how bad their house was. Gosh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Their first Christmas in their house, their heat sat down, like they had to get a new boiler, like great, oh. great stuff. So I grew up in it, like I'm used to it. And I always thought like, wouldn't it be so cool to have an investment property, mm. right? And then I met my husband, um, my now husband, and uh, we were shopping for a house right after we got married. We were living in Queens and in, in, in Woodside and we were like, let's buy a house. Um, and uh, we looked in Queens for five seconds and we're like, this is crazy. We're not living in New York. We're not owning in New York. This is crazy. We're not millionaires. Um, so we came right back to Jersey um, and, and got our foreclosed uh, two family house. Uh, which is where our two family comes from. Um, so I am still auditioning as much as I can. Obviously the pandemic is cuckoo. Um, managed to have uh, COVID and then managed to have a baby uh, in the pandemic. So uh, now I'm a mom. So that's how I got there. And uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of my journey to where we are. And then, so the house has been a little crazy. Obviously a foreclosure comes with its own set of crazy circumstances. And we bought the ugliest house on the nicest block we could afford. <laughs> and uh, so we've spent four years renovating it. And I've had, a, we've had a lot of help. We've had a lot of help. Um, and I just thought the whole time, my mom is like, you should blog about that. And of course, you know, your mom's your biggest supporter, right? Um, so I'm like taking pictures as we go. I say, oh, maybe someday I'll start a blog when I have time, you mm -hmm. know? And then I think the pandemic for everybody said, you now have time. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. Um, so I, I think one day, uh, I bought the domain a while ago and then I was like, you know, I should really start, you know, I'm paying for this domain for Arctic County. I should really start blogging. I should really start blogging. And then, you know, you're pregnant and there's a pandemic and you're not really leaving your house and you start to learn how to do WordPress. And, um, I just, I just started writing. Fantastic. So that, yeah, that's kind of, does that answer your question? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And congratulations on like the complete renovation of a house, the birth oh. of a child, like making it through COVID and still having a positive attitude. Because <laughs> oh, um, if people listening don't know Noreen or follow her yet, like she had some amazing posts to giving insight into having COVID, which was just kind of mind blowing there too. And 
Noreen, the next question, actually, you, you covered a bit with COVID, how your world has looked different since the pandemic began, and then maybe what you want to continue, like what's changed for the better, and what are you like, I can't wait until I can do X, Y, Z, I guess. Um, well, the easy answer to that last question is I can't wait to travel again. Ah, uh, yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, like I haven't been on a plane in so long and, and I, mm -hmm. I love traveling. So, um, but sorry, the first question was. Sure. Just how your world has changed due to the pandemic, which you touched on already. And yeah. then maybe if there's anything that has changed for the better that you want to continue. Yeah. So what's changed for my world immediately, I realized it's really nice not to commute. Yes. Like anyone, who, anyone who takes a train anywhere to get to their job or auditions or whatever, to not have a 25 pound backpack on your back and, and be able to do things from home is really nice. Um, so that's the uh, um, service level answer. Um, <laughs> other things that have changed, my perspective on life is totally different. Yeah. Um, I think, as you mentioned, I was really, really sick with COVID and I spent a lot of time lying down in my bed, looking at the ceiling. Um, mm. And I was, I had long haul COVID. So I was sick for like three months. Um, I thought like, Oh, two weeks have gone by. I've done my thing. Like I had my fever. I'm good. Um, no, I was just, I just kept going. Um, and in that time I got to really, really think like, okay, what's, what's actually important. Um, where do I really want to be? Um, you know, what, how do I really want to spend my time? Like tr truly spend my time. You know, I can say, Oh, I spend time with my family and I spend time with this and I go to church on Sundays and, but like, it, it, you boarded the line of like, maybe I should have gone to the hospital with COVID and you're like, hmm, maybe priorities are, are different. Um, so I, I had a really, I had a lot of time to think. Um, so I'm really grateful for that time. Um, so I think, you know, realizing like, if you miss an audition once, it's going to be okay. I hope there are artists listening to your podcast because like, I, like you have to be a workaholic if you're going to succeed in the industry in New York, right? It's just kind of the way it goes. Because if you don't work, someone else will, and they'll get the job, right? We all know that. That's pretty standard. And the Olympics are on TV right now. Like, you got to put in that extra rep. you got to practice for that extra hour. And um, and at the end of the day, when you're thinking about your own mortality, maybe that doesn't matter so much. Um, and I'm sure my agents will kill me if they find out that I, like, don't want to go to every single possible thousandth audition. Cause truly I think it's been a thousand auditions at this point for me, at least for commercials. Um, and I truly go to all of them. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it, it definitely COVID definitely like shook my head up and, and said, you know, Hey, what's important. Right. And then, and then we had a baby in the middle of the pandemic. Um, I think having a baby not in a pandemic is, is adjustment enough, but um, to go through the experience of, you know, going to the hospital and there's nobody there. I mean, which is kind of nice. Like after you have your baby, you're like exhausted and you don't want anyone to come visit you. <laughs> Not the first time I've heard that comment from people who've had yeah. babies during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I just saw a friend who had her baby um, last summer um, in the middle of things. And she was, and it was her second baby. She's like, God, you know, it was really nice that nobody came to the hospital and bothered us. Um, <laughs> like that's nice. But then when you get home and like, you know, you're, you're on your own. Um, and we were trying to be careful of, other people who could come to our house that we didn't know what we'd been exposed to at the hospital. Right. And then you're trying to protect a newborn who's, you know, could get anything, you know, the common cold is dangerous for a newborn. So it's just this whole like mind blowing thing. Um, and, and having a kid is just the coolest, weirdest, most wonderful thing ever. 
even though it's work, obviously, because a little human is totally depending on you to keep them alive. And um, that's mind blowing. Um, but you do it and you just, every day is one day at a time. And um, it's just been a, a wonderful mind shift and it's, it's been great. Wow. That's yeah. wonderful. That's wonderful. So Hugh's how old now? He's six months. Ah, it's great. You... I think it's more fun. Like the yeah. first three months, I will admit, and I think any any new parent would agree that it's the first three months are really hard. <laughs> Can imagine. Uh, yeah, there's the sleep deprivation thing, and I think it's not that you don't get eight hours of sleep in a 24-hour span; it's that you don't get straight sleep. Like there's mm. there's consecutive sleep. I think that's the part. <laughs> that's the part that made me feel like I was drunk all the time. <laughs> I don't know what anyone else. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. <laughs> you, know, you, you do, just, you do somehow. You just do it. And you and your partner just kind of like, you know, I don't know how anybody does this by themselves, but like you just kind of prop each other up and, and rely on your tribe when you need to and call your mom. <laughs> Hopefully your mom or your dad is around or someone who's done this before. You know, my brother and sister-in-law have two kids. Um okay. so they they were a great support for us. You know, you just find people that that support and you just you just get through it, you know, and you eat a little, uh, you out and you eat a little pizza and you get through. <laughs> well, that's such a great example of what my next question asks, which is example, are examples of goodness. And I feel like that's one, you know, having that support system, getting through all that you've got through the whole premise is good news. So examples of through your knowledge in the whole construction and renovation world, where have you seen others succeed through you helping them through this oh. world or you yourself in your memories of learning from your dad or learning from others where you really felt like, oh, I'm succeeding through this or I can help my own family through renovating or, or someone else through the blog? Yeah. Okay. So a uh, couple of examples. So one, we have been victim to so much generosity of time in our house. Oh. Um, my dad, I don't know why, maybe it's the, I can't sit still thing, um, that <laughs> grown men in their sixties. But like, if we were working on a project and we told my dad, when we were working on it, he would be here balls to the walls, eight o'clock in the morning, already on a second cup of coffee on a Saturday after having worked the whole week. Um, wow. It's, it's really something to behold. And there's something about these these um, trades people, uh, tradesmen, tradeswomen, that like they can't not, they're like, they, they just have to come play, you know? And so when we did our second floor, for example, um, we were gonna hire it out. This is, this is the funny thing about our house. Derek and I said, when we were first buying a house, we're like, we don't want a fixer upper. It's on paper. We like wrote down a goal and said what we want in a house. And right at the bottom of the list says, we don't want a fixer upper. And we laugh at that Any, anytime we like kept that piece of paper. It's like a piece of stuff. Um, <laughs> at ourselves because this house is truly, as my brother put it, a fixer fixer up. And so we were going to do the second floor. Right. And so we, we got contractors to come in and have a look at it. Right. Um, because there was a kitchen that was, it's not even on my blog yet. Like there's so much that I need to explain about it because it was so bad. Um, and a bathroom. So we were going to like rip out a kitchen and a bathroom and we got some estimates and they were healthy numbers. And I said to my dad, I was like, dad, how hard, how hard would it be to just do it ourselves? And he's like, all right. 
And so for, for the next, I guess, three months, my dad just came over all the time and helped us wow. out, like literally down to the studs in some, in some spots, the bathroom was totally down to the studs. Um, we renovated the entire apartment upstairs, um, new flooring, um, the bathroom, like I said, it was, it was top to bottom, the kitchen, new ceiling, like new, a couple of new walls, like cabinets, like it was crazy. And not only my dad, but his bestie who just happens to enjoy taping, which is like, if you put the walls up, like the sheetrock goes up, right. And then there's the muck and the tape that goes in between the boards to make it flat, right. To make it smooth. Um, he just really likes taping it. He's like, Oh, me, I'll be right over. They came to my house, like all the time, like literally every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I couldn't believe that someone who's, it's not their dream. It's, it's not their dream. It's our dream. Um, they were like, we want to see you succeed. So can we come over? They're like two grown men in a sandbox playing with like, you know, <laughs> dogs. Um, and, and gosh, it was really something, you know, we had to do a staircase. Um, that would be the advanced version of, of home renovations. Like I wouldn't have done that unless my dad was around, like a staircase is a serious deal. Um, and we like picked a date. I had to go to a bridal shower that day. I was a bridesmaid. I went, okay, funny story. So it was the, it was on a Saturday. We picked staircase day, right? So we had ordered the staircase. My father-in-law is an architect. So he liked helped us measure it out. My dad double checked it all. Like Derek's a drafter. So like he drew it. Um, we ordered the oh staircase. Gosh. Somebody delivered a staircase to our house. And it's not like a small staircase. We're talking like a 14 stair staircase. Um, and uh, my dad's like, I want to do it. Cause we got a contractor to estimate that too. And it was also, a okay. and he's like, no, you're not paying that. I'm coming over. I'll get my friends. So here, here we are. These random people just think it's fun and interesting <laughs> to install a staircase in somebody's house. So it's Friday night. Right. And they're prepping, right. Derek, my husband, uh, my dad, Frankie, my dad's bestie are, are, you know, cleaning stuff out. And I said, I got to go set up for the bridal shower. I'll be back in an hour, whatever. So I go to, the, to set up for this bridal shower. I'm decorating, you know, crepe paper and setting up chairs and whatever and plates and napkins. And I come home and the door opens slowly. And I'm like, what is going on? And they each have this shit eating grin on their faces. And they're like, they had ripped out the whole other staircase in the hour that I was gone. I was like, I said some other words, like other words than what on earth. Um, but like, I actually couldn't believe they were so excited. Like kids in a candy shop. Boy. So excited. Like, like, you know, when Mrs. Doubtfire at the end of Mrs. Doubtfire, Robin Williams hops over the table and like has all of his stuff. Help us on the way. Dear. Like that is what these guys were like. <laughs> to go to the staircase. It takes a, a sincere amount of generosity of heart to do something like that for someone else's house. And yeah. they all just showed up. So the next day they all show up. They had the staircase installed before I left for the bridal shower. They were like so pleased with themselves. They were pleased as punch. Um, it was crazy. Yeah, that's just one case in point of, of right? <laughs> Okay, after this airs, you're gonna be getting messages from total strangers being like, can I have Frankie and your dad's phone number? <laughs> they're so funny you know but they were saying like some people play soccer on the weekends yeah you know? and like you know some some guys get out and do you know whatever at the vfw i don't know what men in their 50s and 60s do with their time but like they just like to work on their houses 
Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So, so we have, we, we are determined to pay that forward. Now our skills are not quite as sharp as theirs are. Um, but if, you know, if there's a friend in our, in our world or family that need help, we're like, please, can we help you? You know, my brother ripped out his bathroom a couple of years ago and we were like, we'll be there. You, you want us to help you with your bathroom? We are there. Um, Amazing. It's, it's kind of a, I guess it started with my grandfather. So my, my dad is like a, I want to say fourth or fifth generation carpenter, fifth generation, I think. Oh, wow. Grandfather's carpenter as well. Um, and when I was a kid, we would um, like wake up on a Saturday, right? And we knew that my grandfather, Huey is his name. Um, oh. We knew he'd be coming because my mom would have special Coca-Cola in the cabinet for him. <laughs> we'd wake up on a Saturday and the jelly donuts would be there fresh from the bakery. You know, a Jersey bakery, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Bakery. Um, and so we'd be like, oh, granddad's coming. Um, and whatever we would be working on in our house, he, he would be there. He would have his, his baseball cap ready to go at 7.30. He'd roll up in his car, have his coffee. And at eight o'clock, boom, the coffee cup hit the table. Let's go. And whatever the project was, whether it was installing a window or, you know, siding or all the crazy things that my father sent to his house, um, my grandfather would be there. So I think it's just normal um, for us to just go along and, uh, and, and just help other people with their house projects. It's I love that so much. Yeah. And you learn, like the more you volunteer for other people's stuff, like the more you learn about how to do things, you know, you can YouTube your face off and you can read my blog if you want to, but you're going to learn it hands-on, you know, Derek knew nothing about carpentry or, you know, very little about house stuff. Like he'd owned a house once before, um, but very little about like home renovations. And, and now he's, you know, he's excited to go shopping for tools. He's like <laughs> got all the skills that my dad is teaching him. And because if you, if you, if you watch and you learn and you listen, like there's, there's so much to know, but you can really, really learn it from, from just people. If you just volunteer to help. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. That, so, the skills, the human connection, just all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the, the good that I, I hope um, that we're doing um, quick story, my, friend from college that I had not seen for probably 10 years. Um, I guess it's been a long time since I've gotten out of school. Um, my friend from college, I hadn't seen him in years. So I'm at a wedding and yeah, what are you doing? How's it going? What's, what's new? Oh, we just bought this two family house. We're renovating it. We're going to rent out the second floor. And he's like, that's so cool. That's a really good idea. Didn't see him for three more years. Fast forward three years. He and his wife bought a two-family house and they just fixed the bathroom. And I posted my blog recently on Facebook and, uh, and his wife commented on the, on the thing. She's like, if it weren't for you, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gone and bought our two-family house. You guys inspired us. It was like, it was an offhand conversation. It wasn't a long conversation. Um, but we had explained like, you know, like it helps, you know, pay your mortgage and your tax yeah. and your taxes are very high. Um, so it just kind of helps that we're, we're not like going to Hawaii on this money, you know? Um, but it, we just wanted something that would, uh, help us with a, a stream of income. Um, and, and they're like, you totally inspired us. I was like, what? How cool is that? So you never know. You never know when you're you going to inspire know. someone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Truly. Yeah. So hopefully that's a little bit of good we're doing in the world. Yes, absolutely. And I love what you said too, about just that you are now making such a, 
an effort to pay it forward. And I wish that if we all did that, think about how much better the world would be, right? If we all just did an ounce of that, right? I So I love that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of what the blog is also. You know, mm. I was talking with a friend um, at another wedding. I guess I see my friends at weddings. Um, yes. <laughs> and, and she's like, yeah, you bought a house and our other friend bought a house and you have your family to fix it. But I don't, my, my family doesn't know anything about houses. I don't have that. I don't, I don't feel like I could do that. And I said, no, you have me. We'll help you. And, and I thought, you know, there are, not everyone has my dad sitting around with his truck full of tools being like, I want to help you. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and for our, you know, the millennial population, we get a bad rap for having too many lattes and avocado toast. But like, I think the problem is like, we weren't told to go mess with stuff on the weekends in a house and like, you know, tinker with a, an auto in, in our garage, an automobile in our garage. Like we were told to go to college and we were told to do your studies and, and follow your dreams. And, and that's great. You know, I tried that. <laughs> um, and I'm still doing that. Um, but I think, you know, there's, there's a, a bit of a disconnect in, um, how to buy a house and how to manage your finances and how to fix a random thing in your bathroom. <laughs> when, when we first bought the house, I got home from the city one night, it was like 9.30 at night and I'd had a long shoot day or something. And I come into the house and Derek has the entire toilet in pieces on, on the dining room floor. Now, this is when we, we have three bathrooms in our house and only one of them worked when we bought the house. Oh, and I know, Derek, what are you doing? <laughs> fixing it. What? You're doing what right now? Like this couldn't have waited till the morning. Just thought, um, but he tr good to, true to his word. He fixed it. But you know, there's a, a bit of a disconnect of like how how do you fix stuff in your house? How do you just change out a light fixture? Like once you know what you're doing, it's not that hard. Um, first tip: turn off the electricity. But like it's, it's not too hard. Um, but we just don't know you know, and I, I know millennials were slow to buy houses. We have student loan debt. Like there's all those things um, that are kind of stacked against us, not to mention the timing of um, oh, like, yeah. the 2008 crisis, another economical crisis right now. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm hoping that um, the blog can, can be something that will help people just like us to, to go for it. And, and to buy a house and, and to provide information on how, what is it? What the heck is a down payment and why do you need it? And, you know, so I don't know everything and that's kind of the point because we can work together and I'll find out together. Um, so if I don't know the answer, I'll go find it. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, we just want to be a, a, a resource and a, and a springboard for people to go, go after it and buy a house and, and make it happen. And it's, it's such a great resource, like unbelievable. Uh, like I said at the beginning, it's so digestible and fun to read. It's really like, I'm just talking to you, you know, and you, it really, wait, I, I, hold on. I wrote down one of the quotes from it that I need okay. to say out loud here. Okay. Um, if you're shopping in post-2020, you might be waiting outside in a huge line, like obtaining tickets to a Backstreet Boys concert circa 1999. <laughs> I mean, there is so many quips like that that I was like, I don't know where it came to your brain, but it's so good <laughs> just yeah. to lighten it up because I feel like any other article is, you know, 
this is how you do a mortgage. This is yeah. how you do this. And again, your, your unique perspective of just having gone through it, being that, what, what do you call it? Midlife millennial, older millennial? Middle-aged millennial. Middle-aged millennial. Day, I was like, that's me. I, I'm a middle-aged millennial. Ugh. I know it sounds really scary when, it when is, it's it said like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> millennials is like 20 somethings. And I'm like, we're not, if you look at your definition of millennial, like it's, we're not, we're not in our twenties anymore. <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I define millennial as like born almost in the eighties and uh, remember the nineties and, or rem- remember the nineties. Right. So if you're looking around saying, why is everybody wearing bike shorts? that was a thing in the nineties, you might be a millennial, you know? I have said that so many times often. I'm like, 1992 is back in full force. Bonkers. Yes. Bonkers. Except the hair is a little better. Like the nineties. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. It's a choice. It was a choice. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was reading a, an article on CNBC and it was again, why aren't millennials buying houses? Middle-aged millennials are starting to buy houses. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of identified with, with that definition. Um, yeah, I try to keep it fun. So yeah, so writing, I never thought of myself as a writer. Never, never. I'm, I'm studying the lines. I produce the lines that the writer wrote. I'm not that writer. Um, and I realized that I have been journaling daily um, in the middle of the pandemic, mostly. Like most people, I've been cleaning out my house. Um, because what else do you do, but get rid of things when you're staring at it all the time. Um, and I, I realized I've been journaling every day for the better part of 15 years. So I've been writing every day, not good writing, but just, you know, journaling anyone who's done the artist's way. Um, I'm sure has pulled out a journal. It's a great book. Um, so good. And, uh, I, during, during my COVID, during my nice jaunt with COVID. I started writing like what I was going through and how I was, how it was going and ended up posting a couple times on Facebook. And people are like, you should keep writing. And people other than my mom said, I should keep writing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe I should keep writing. Um, so truthfully every day, um, for a while it was at 6am, but now, um, because I'm able to work out again, it's at 7am. Um, I, I just sit down and, and write, um, or work on the blog and try to like understand technology, which is always a challenge because, I may be a millennial, but it's middle-aged, right? Um, so yeah, I just, thanks. I don't really know what to say other than um, thanks. It's comical because my house is comical. Like when we bought our house, it was like, I can't believe we paid so much money for this. Like if you look at some of the before pictures on our website, like it's, they're real bad. Um, done amazing work. You just have to laugh at yourself. Otherwise you're going to cry. My mom told me that she, she says you can either laugh or you can cry. So you may as well laugh at it. <laughs> you know, when you're like, why is that pipe leaking? Just laugh, go for a beer, come back, reassess. So yeah. That is, that's such a great, because my final question for you, is there any quotes that you find yourself saying, especially to get through these renovation times? And that's such yeah. a great one right there. Are there any others you want to leave us with? Yes. Okay. So this is a story, of course. Um, I love it. So, as you know, I'm an Irish dancer, right? Um, and Irish dance teachers are um, strict, would be a kind way of saying it, um, <laughs> lunatics um, on some, in some cases. Um, and I have had some wonderful, fabulously wonderful, slightly crazy teachers, um, as we all do in our lives. Anyone who's watching the Olympics right now can probably say like, oh, that coach is crazy or whatever. Um, 
So, uh, so we have our, our workshop teacher come once a year growing up um, from Ireland. And Mona is truthfully one of the best Irish dance teachers in the world, right? She has multiple world champions in her career. Like she's a fabulous dancer herself. Like she's wonderful. Um, and it was, I was, I was a good kid. If, if there was a brown noser, it was right here. Um, and I was always on my best behavior in class, like didn't want to do anything wrong, did not want to get yelled at, did not want my mom to know that I got yelled at, right? And so we were in this workshop and it's, it's long days and your body's tired. And it was like five minutes to nine. We were five minutes to the end of class and someone had lollipops and I wanted a lollipop. And so I sat down with whoever this was and had and opened up a lollipop and started having this lollipop. And Mona was not done with class because there was five minutes left, right? Dance teachers, take up, you dance to the end, to the last minute. Second. Yeah, exactly. So she was working out something and I don't know why, because I was not the best dancer in my class by any stretch. And I don't know why she picked me, but she picked me and she gets in my face. And here I picture this. <laughs> Noreen, get up and do it! And Kate, I thought I was going to die. I thought the floor was just going to open up and hell would consume me and that I was going to die at 16 years old. And, and sure enough, of course, I got up. Lollipop on fly. I got up and whatever she was doing, I did it. Um, but the, the takeaway that has stuck with me all these years, get up and do it. Get up and do it. If you want to start a blog, get up and do it. Just get up and do it. If you want to buy a house, get up and do it. If you want to go for a one mile run and that's a goal for you, get up and do it. <laughs> that's it. So yeah, so that that's my, I guess that's my my thing with, with buying a house too. For us, it was, oh, we want to buy a house. And you can you can want to buy a house for a decade. And and it's really easy not to. <laughs> really easy not to, especially right now, because the housing market's a little crazy. Um right. It's, it's a cuckoo. Um, it's like a spectator sport. Um, but yeah, just, just get up and do it. Yeah. Perfect way to wrap this up. I can't thank you enough for being here, Noreen and make sure you find our hour to family.com and Instagram is at our two family, right? It is. Yeah. Instagram is going to be a little quiet for now with our two family. Um, I'm on Insta at Noreen Eddie. Um, yes. And uh, I'm focusing on Pinterest right now. They tell me bloggers, the, the word on the blogging street apparently is that Pinterest is a thing. I being the dinosaur millennial that I am just joined Pinterest. If anyone listening knows about Pinterest, just privately message me. I would appreciate it. <laughs> um, but we're going to focus on that first and then Instagram right. will probably come later, but we're there. That's wonderful. Fun. We'll find you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to Be The Good with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. You heard about the good? Now go out and be the good in your life this week. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.